I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, Jeremy here from Sick Boy Podcast of the E1 Podcast Network. And a couple announcements, some show dates uh, before we throw it to today's amazing episode. Uh, Man, we got... God, we got a lot going on. Uh, It is currently today... Some Monday, February 12th, and um, we got a show coming up, a sold-out show on February 26th here in Halifax, Nova Scotia at the Stubborn Goat. Uh, super, super jazzed up for that show. Uh, keep your eye out. Keep your eyes peeled. If you didn't get a ticket and you're in Halifax and you, you were hoping to come out, we might be able to open up some tickets. But if that's not possible... We are, we are currently looking into um, uh, live streaming that show. So if you're someone who isn't in Halifax uh, or you're in Halifax and you never got a ticket and you want to tune in to that live recording, uh, keep your eyes peeled to our Facebook, um, our Twitter, our Instagram. We'll announce the details about the live stream and how you can tune in. And uh, of course, our Patreon subscribers uh that will be coming to you for free um and then march 1st march 1st we're going to be in toronto once again this is like our 100th trip to toronto and we are screening the sick boy documentary at the hot docs ted rogers cinema on march 1st uh, if you want tickets for that head on over to sickboypodcast.com slash shows and you can find tickets there And uh, while we're in Toronto for that week, we are going to be doing a live show. Um, The details for that are to be uh, decided to be announced. So again, keep your eyes peeled. March 6th, uh, we are heading over to Ottawa, Algonquin College. We're doing a show at the observatory there. Uh, Again, sickboypodcast.com slash shows for tickets if you want to come out and see us there. And then March 10th, we are heading all the way down to beautiful Austin, Texas, to the South by Southwest Festival. Uh, Any of our U.S. fans, any listeners in the big state of Texas, we would love to meet you, love to see you, catch up over beers, uh, regardless of whether or not you can come to the festival or not, uh, get at us. Um, We're really looking forward to taking part in such a a monumental and uh, unique event. So uh, South by Southwest, that's March 10th. And then April 9th, all the way over to April 9th, we are doing a live show at Good Robot. Tickets are not on sale yet, uh, but they will be. And actually, from here on out, any of our live shows, anything that we're doing of that sort, uh, you can find tickets and info over at sickboypodcast.com slash shows. Actually, you know what? Fuck. I better check to make sure that's actually the, the slug. Yep. That's it. (laughs) Sickboypodcast.com slash shows. Uh, This week's episode is, oh man, it's a really, really, um, I say this all the time, but I really do mean it. It's a special conversation 
uh, we we had a, a blast with our guest Charmaine. She comes in uh, a mother of, a, of of an 11 year old girl who is dealing with a brain tumor. And how do you deal with that with a child? And and how do you bring that up to them? And holy shit, what a cool mom! Um, we we know you're gonna love this as much as we did. And hope you enjoy it. And we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Charmaine. She has a brain tumor. Let's talk about it. I made this great joke. Sorry, I thought it was great. Are you guys okay with me doing this? Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. As long as you share. <laughs> if you guys want some, that's fine. What uh, what is uh, it? Wait, it's uh, it's a one to one THC and CBD tincture. Does it get you high? <laughs> it's I have just THC. This um, <laughs> so you're like do you, I if have you want just some, THC. Like, mm. If you want just THC, I'm happy to give you some. Um, the CBD is um, more the medicinal properties. Um, and CBD, they're finding now. Um, Here, come right up onto the mic. We're 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 in okay. it right, right. now. Yeah, okay. yeah, talk right into it. So I'm pushing this on you guys on yeah. there. Yeah, um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. So CBD has more of the medicinal properties, um, and they're finding in some of the research that the type of brain cancer that I have, there are cannabinoid receptors on the cells that have mutated. Ooh. So it's actually the the CBD can actually grab onto it. It's not a cure. It just kind of stops it from growing. Right. So right. it actually has properties that are yeah. that are limiting the growth. Well, <clears throat> or to sure. you know, or to some degree it's 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 or contributing. Let's put it this way. <laughs> That's right. it's I I can cross fingers my fingers, crossed. right? It's a uh, it, it's going to stop it from growing quickly, I hope. Mm-hmm. Um but really, I mean nobody's really in control of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's there. Uh, I got the box here and it's it's the ingredients, three ingredients. Organic grapeseed oil. I wonder why why are they grapeseed oils there? And then organic high CBD oil. I know hybrid why. based THC oil. Why the oh I was actually grapeseed. No, I don't know why. Okay, six point <laughs> six milligrams or micrograms of CBD and six point six. How, how much grapeseed oil compared it to doesn't, CBD? It doesn't say. Okay, it just says that it's in there. I was, one I was one assuming thing. because THC is fat soluble, so there has to be an oil. So I don't. I was just wondering if the the ratio or they they use something like in quotations cut the cannabinoid oil with another type of oil, or maybe they put the THC into the grapeseed oil. You know what I mean? Like, can you extract oil from THC? You have to, or you have to. You have to infuse. I don't know. We should have somebody we, on should. the podcast. I know. Yeah. We talk about it. I feel like well, honestly, I was right. going to bring my brother with me because yeah. he he um, he grows this stuff, and um, he's been. Is cross- that legal to say? Is that is that? Yeah, no. He's okay. he's got. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. all it's all up and up. Man. I have my papers with me if you the need day, them. The day is coming. The day is coming soon. <laughs> yeah, the day's we're, here, uh, guys. Well, what? Like two through four. So we're. F- Look, five like, away. I'm, for example, I'm I'm a, a recreational. Um, weed user. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can just say you weird. smoke weed. I smoke yeah. because I, in five months. So you, it's so not you would be like this? This drinking. is just THC tincture. If you want some of that, you're yeah, more than welcome it, to and it. Now, does like, this get you high? So it's a euphoric feeling, certainly. Yeah. So, but but here's the thing. So I like obviously I have my own personal biases because I use it recreationally. Yes. However, 
um, my mom had bladder cancer, uh, but a year and a half ago mm-hmm. and seeing her go through the chemotherapy treatment mm. and the pain and kind of suffering that she was going through while in that treatment, yeah. it was brutal to watch. And the, the, the doctors prescribe you these pharmaceutical drugs that are supposed to help mm-hmm. and they do to a certain extent, but, um, we took my mom to a clinic to get her uh, CBD oil, mm-hmm. and after a two to three month process of getting the right paperwork done and you know ordering in the stuff, once she had that CBD oil, she took it, and forty five minutes later, the symptoms yeah. that she was experiencing that were only being treated by these pharmaceutical drugs were all gone. The nausea, yep. the vomiting, the lack of appetite the the general like looming anxiety that she felt it was yeah. it was fixed by cbd oil and that's right? awesome for her i mean it doesn't happen for everybody um that they take it and and all of a sudden they they have some sort of relief from the nausea and all of those types of things in my case i've decided that i'm not going to go with chemotherapy i just it's oh, really? not um I, what i have is always going to come back so okay. i could i could you know, I've had I've had the tumor debolt, they call it. So they they went in and removed what they could. Um, the next step is radiation plus chemotherapy. That's sort of their standard treatment. So I'm going to go for the radiation because they can direct it where it needs to be. It's not systemic. It's not going to go into my blood. I'm not going to have to worry about you know making my daughter sick as a result, or my dogs. I don't want my dogs to get sick. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to get sick. Right, I feel pretty healthy right now. I I work out. I run. You look healthy. Yeah, yeah. I, and uh, I don't. I'm not interested in laying in bed and and being sick until I'm not sick anymore. Because mm-hmm. I don't feel sick. I don't feel like I'm dying. Right. So so you have brain cancer then. Yep. That's that's what we're here that's to talk about. Today. Yeah. We're talking <laughs> to Charmaine. We, yeah. <laughs> we, we should introduce Charmaine to yeah. our listeners. Yeah. Uh, it's Charmaine, right? It is. I love that name, Charm. I I think you're the first. And only Charmaine I've ever met. Oh, really? It's a it's a unique name. I think. Yeah. I think it's I know some Charmaines, but you know, I don't. I, I can't. I can't <laughs> say who they are. That's when I, you know. If it's not on the coke know, yeah. can, that's when you know you got a cool huh. one. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But uh, let us let's take it back a little bit. So you you Brian was just saying you were just saying that you have brain you have a, a tumor in your brain. Is is do the words like benign and malignant? mean anything in this type of scenario or well it's a neat thing with brains right because uh benign and malignant you know it's supposed to do cancer mm-hmm. um but when you have something going on in your brain you can have a benign tumor in your brain that's going to kill you mm-hmm. right doesn't matter doesn't matter if they because can't get of, at yeah. it it's yeah. you know it's you can only take so much of someone's brain before you scramble them mm-hmm. um so mine is malignant so it is cancerous okay um the way these things kind of work or the way they think they work right now is uh, you'll have a grade one tumor, which usually starts in children. Mm-hmm. It's not cancerous. It's just a tumor. And then as time goes on, it it starts to get a little more aggressive or assertive. Then it's a grade two. Again, still found in, in children, young adults. Eventually what can happen is the cells can mutate and turn cancerous. So if you have like cervical cancer or prostate cancer, one of those cancers that starts um, 
and it can go for 25 years before it becomes cancerous. Mm. It's kind of like that. Like, um, what is the, the, like the STD that everybody has? Chlamydia? HPV. HPV. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like abnormal cervical cells. Perfect example. And then if you have that, it's like, okay, make sure you get those checked out every once in a while. And then. Right. So they go in and they pull them off and that's that's fine. And you can, you can move along. Right. Right. But. Right. When they try to pull stuff off your brain, uh, depending on where it is, sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. So mm-hmm. thankfully, mine was in my right frontal lobe. So it's where all my moods are and all of those things. Uh, so um, Now, was that thankfully? Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you why it's thankfully. Cause okay. about, uh, I was like, is there a sarcasm there? Or well, it is because like, thankfully. So I've been diagnosed as bipolar. I've been diagnosed as comorbid bipolar with ADHD. This is all before? The- all before. Don't tell Whoa. me it's all gone. I, well, <laughs> I, you know what? It's I don't want to make a claim that anybody who's experienced any kind of mental illness in terms of bipolar ADHD may have a brain tumor, but you might um, go get it checked. Go get go get some imaging done. Right. Wait, if, it, if it's sitting so wait, if it's whoa, sitting whoa, 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 in whoa, whoa, your whoa. hold on hold on hold on. This is going to be such a good podcast. Yeah, yeah, take it back a second. So, so, okay, let, let me ask you this: uh, uh, How old are you? I'm 47. And when were you diagnosed with bipolar? Oh, my goodness. Um, with bipolar, probably six years ago. And it was more of um, I was living out in Winnipeg with my daughter mm-hmm. and I kind of had a breakdown. Prior to that, from the time I was about 17, I've always had mood <clears throat> disorders. Okay. And then when did you get diagnosed with the brain tumor? December of this year. Oh shit! Like right? a few months ago, right? And they've, and they've <laughs> like, already right. and they've already operated. They've operated, yeah, yeah. And so, so, so before you before you go into that, you, do you do you Charmaine think that your mood swings and like your bipolar tendencies yeah. are perhaps due to the fact that you had a, a tumor in the right frontal lobe of your? Brain? I do. Whoa! I what do. Are the, what do the doctors think? Well. Well, doctors are funny, right? Because they specialize in one aspect of the brain. And mm. if it's not, you know, bipolar disorder or something like that, if it's more cancer and stuff like that. Yeah, they're, they're not worrying about ah, that. It's they're not going, really related. Well, whatever. Yeah. Um, so what I know yeah, is wild. that when I was diagnosed as bipolar, <coughs> I started taking antipsychotic uh, pharmaceutical stuff. Mm-hmm. Not for me. It uh, really sort of sent me way out. Um, and then I started taking lithium. Which right. put me in a chair for about a year. Like batteries, lithium. Sort of oh, batteries. Lithium. <laughs> it was terrible. Lithium's like a really common, a drum, a drum a really commonly prescribed uh, drug for people who experience bipolar sure. too. Yeah, we've right? heard we've they, heard prescri- they prescribe that first. God, I must right. not have been listening before anything else. So instead of you know going and imaging people's brains to see what's going on, they go, "Well, let's give you lithium." So I literally sat in a chair for about a year. All of my muscles started to atrophy. It was just like a lithium wasn't for me what is lithium i mean i like i i said that kind of in the jumble of the conversation but i don't remember hearing any of our guests ever talk about that so i must have been daydreaming as they were explaining <laughs> why they use lithium wait no don't you have adhd uh, uh. what was that i wasn't listening <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so lithium is what they give people um who go into manic phases it, it stops that sort of uh manic phase from happening okay but the other thing it does is it 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 really messes with the rest of your body so typically people that go on lithium they'll end up with um, a thyroid problem 
Okay. Right. So then you have to take medication for hypothyroidism. Right. And also it's my understanding that with lithium, there's kind of like uh, an expectancy or a period of time that it will work for. And then eventually it just you can't take it anymore and experience yeah. the same result. So were you right. atrophying because of the hypothyroid? You were like mega lethargic and tired. I was and- so completely lethargic. I <laughs> did not want to do anything. And this is coming from somebody that did, you know, ran marathons and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And all of a sudden it was like dead stop, mm-hmm. uh, sit in this chair and just, you know, try not to be crazy. That's kind of what it was for a year. So then I just said, you know, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm, I'm done with this. Um, went for a little bit longer with no medication, started having these really weird, like mood disorders, went back to my GP and said, you know what, I think we need to figure out what's going on here. So that's when she said, well, let's try and treat you for ADHD. When you're comorbid bipolar ADHD, there's a significant chance that if you take amphetamines to treat the ADHD, it's going to bump you right into a manic phase. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So then it's always, yeah, it's the constant, okay, I'm going to take this. I'm going to be able to focus like everybody else can uh, for the first time ever. But I really need to be aware of the fact that I could potentially go off into a manic phase that I'm not going to recognize Mm -hmm. and that not everybody's going to tell me about because it's a tough thing to tell somebody they're manic. Yeah. Like when you're dealing with someone with mental illness, they're not reasonable. They don't see things the same way as you. So started with the the, um, Dexedrine, which I still take. And to me, it's a, it's an amazing thing to take because I'm at the same level as everybody else now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not high and going off the, going off the ceiling or anything like that. But I can focus on things that other people focus on. It's amazing to me. That's the one that that helps you with your ADHD, right? Right. Okay. So I feel like the ADHD was always there. The bipolar um, assessment that they did on me was more related to the tumor. Right. Man, that's, that's kind so... of what I think interesting to think about because it it, it, you know who knows if that actually is the case you know we we don't know well do they um we can't tell we we can't tell and and but it but it would it would make sense it would be something that it's like well that's kind of possible if you think about it would they Mm -hmm. did when they found the tumor i think i know i know you're saying that and i'm going i said that and i was like i'm sure a doctor was like no i mean absolutely impossible actually like from our from our from our from our standpoint it makes it does make for, sense yeah, something touches an actor the brain. a yoga instructor and a realtor <laughs> yeah, you know it does, does make sense. that makes sense yeah. but did they say when they when they found the tumor and they operated on it did they give you any idea of how long they thought it might have been there like were they saying that it was they don't know they have no idea yeah crazy because that would be because then you, you could that would be a crucial piece of information yeah. if you could say oh well it's been there for the last Possibly five years, forty-seven and slowly years, growing, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh well, that was when I got," or you know, it yeah. was there since your teens, and you're like, "I've been experiencing mood things." Well, the really cool thing is, I can't see out of this eye. I've at never, all? I've never been able to see out of this eye. I think I've been looking at that eye this entire time. Yeah, is it going <laughs> off here somewhere? You've never <laughs> been able to <laughs> never. I've never been able to see out of it, and um, once I had the tumor removed, all of a sudden I had some like weird peripheral vision over here that I never had before. Whoa. It's sickening, really. Huh. <laughs> it's because I, like, I could never box or anything, right? Because I would always get blindsided. Yeah. But now I have some peripheral vision, but I don't have straight. Can you like, drive? Yeah. You can drive with one eye? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a friend yeah. of mine has only, has 
sight and one eye, and and he does everything like anybody else does. Yeah, right. I guess yeah, you, I guess you the don't know your depth perceptions a little. Yeah, off. but you but mm-hmm. you come up with other like cues that tell you how far away things right. are, and you know, yeah, right. Or just by constantly but you throwing don't know that you're doing it. For direction, sure, just hitting and, things. Yeah, and that's right. Also yeah. echolocation, like if you just yeah. make a high pitched yeah. noise at once, honking your horn every like ten seconds. Um, you got to get like a little smart car though. It's gonna have like one of those like dinky fucking. <laughs> horns like not you can't be driving a truck yeah. well the funny thing about it is when the vision came back and i started talking to the doctor they're like well no that's that can't be related i don't okay they said you that. took something out of my head mm. i couldn't see now i can but that's can't you know, be related if, that that's, okay <laughs> now again i'm an actor but <laughs> that sounds okay. absurd it does like, sound it's absurd. like dude yeah you're taking someone dude, out, dude, out sure. i don't know i we can't yeah. give we can't give medical like honestly us giving medical advice is like a bunch of penguins trying we're to not teach, giving medical and you know what i think fly, that's important you know? the reason right. that i wanted to come to meet you guys one because i <laughs> love this podcast but advice. i want to bring some awareness to people if something's not right you have to advocate for yourself and go see 100%. doctors and just keep yeah. going. Because mm-hmm. um, I knew something was wrong. Yeah. We hear that constantly. Like that's, yeah. that, that's one of the, uh, I would say that's one of probably like the main themes that have, that has come up on the show more than any other, which is like, follow your gut, follow yep. your gut. Yeah. Like there was something wrong. I was told this by one opinion and then I went and got a second opinion and it would turned out to be something completely different. Yeah. Like, right. you know, it's, it's, we, we, our last episode, <laughs> our last episode that came out, we were having this discussion about how, um, you know, it's a thing that, that happens a lot. People will come on the show and, and I, I actually, I, I don't enjoy it. I don't dig it when people do this, but I get it. I understand. They'll come on and they'll be like, yeah, I had some really shitty doctors. Had some horrible doctors. And I was I was saying I was saying previously that it's like it did you have a shitty doctor or did you have a doctor who just made an unfortunate call? Because there's, you know, Yes, there's probably shitty doctors out there. Like, is that shitty doctor going from your appointment into the next yeah. appointment and going, well, here's my fucking dumb opinion about this yeah. next Or are thing they too. going to the next appointment and changing someone's life completely? Right, yeah. You mm-hmm. have no idea. It's, you know, so it's... I, I think it's less about your doctor being shitty and just more about your doctor being human yeah. and your doctor just tend, it just yeah. happened to just not catch something or make a fucking mistake. It's not, it's, you know, they, they go to school for that long for a reason. Well, here's the other really interesting thing that I think applies to Charmaine's situation too is, uh, have you guys ever heard of crowd med? No. no. Oh uh, yeah. The, so, the thing that you can go on to, uh, it's a website. You, 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 you go this. on to it, and if you're a, a patient and you have uh, like this medical mystery or something going on that you that you've gotten like a lot of different opinions about from many different specialists, you can go and put all of that information together and basically crowdsource to a bunch of different doctors and medical yeah. experts uh, additional suggestions of what you might want to do to try to get a correct diagnosis. And that's like the okay. ultimate patient. Advocacy, you right? Know, like yeah, that's, in your you're, own hands. you're quitting your job but, yeah, and you're becoming the, your own doctor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's basically what it is. But I think, yeah. and I that's think fine. The the application to Charmaine is is the fact that there was this really interesting stat on. Uh, I was listening to an episode of Reply All, and and they were talking about CrowdMed on it. And the interesting statistic is that when women go in to see a doctor, and it's a male doctor. Mm. The, the male doctors are less likely to think outside of the box if the woman's experiencing any type of like 
um, emotional pain or, or can't quite, um, is trying to articulate something that might seem, you know, to be a mystery to the doctor. The doctor is more likely to make like the blanket statement. It's menopause. You know, like it was, <laughs> it's right. menopause. Sure. It's yeah. severe no, 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 anxiety. I got that one, or, yeah, but yeah. Like, at least yeah. two, two times, I think. Yeah. But I think a female it's, doctor it's, it's menopause. will actually be more considerate and try to like, um, dig in more into what is actually going on. And again, to make to make this point very clear, they they were saying that it's not all male doctors, it's not sure. all female doctors, it's generally more often than not these men will will think this way about mm-hmm. the situation and the women will think this way. And yeah. it doesn't mean that you're not going to find an amazing male doctor who is going to, you know, really give you all this time to look deeper into it mm-hmm. and you're not going to find a, a woman that'll just make that that one assumption well, statement the, as well. That's the problem with 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 anybody listening to us talking about this type of this type of thing because if you don't say what you just said clearly, they think you're talking about everybody. Yeah. yeah. yeah which is Dumb. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, well, you know, in, in hindsight, twenty twenty, right? Yeah. So um, when I think about my when I think about my GP, she's a great doctor. Um, exactly, because she's a woman. For, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that whole it's, yeah, it's the empathy factor. <laughs> um, but you know, when I first started seeing her, however long ago, um, you know, you go for colds, you go for flus, you go for bipolar, you go for you know all of these things that are happening in your life. Um, and they're not necessarily going to make a connection that isn't an easy connection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I go in and I say I'm suffering from, you know, uh, unreasonable anger. So after I had my daughter, you know, I went through this phase where, you know, there are a couple of days out of the month, um, where I had to ask my folks to take my daughter because I was a maniac, and the thought at that point was, well, it's just, it's early onset menopause. So they go through the list of things that they've been going through for centuries. Well, this is what happens with women. This is what happens with women. And they do the same thing with men. It's just a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, then it was uh, take Advan, take clonazepam, take, take lithium, take this, take that. When maybe 10 years ago, it could have started with a, a CT scan. Mm. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Maybe the research needs to be done in terms of genetic mutations that are happening within people's bodies. Because let's face it, there's way too many people on the planet right now, and we do need to thin the herd. So things are <laughs> mutating quickly. Man, wouldn't it be um, so fucking cool <laughs> if we were just at a point where it was like there was that we had the capabilities of yeah, Jonestown. Of, yeah, like if we all just you know we picked a bunch sure. of people to like drink we're, the Kool Aid. Yeah. Fuck, where are you going? No, that's what God. you're saying. Right? No, not at all. I was uh, going. To, what I was you know, going I felt to he say, was going there too. <laughs> no, I was gonna say if we, were, if we were if we were capable of having like a, a once a year everybody everybody is scheduled to do like a full fucking body checkup. Mm. It's like you just go That'd to this cheap. like. Well, yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be cheap, but like, how amazing would that be? Where it, where it was like, okay, you you go in one day, it's your whole fucking day. You get a CT scan, you get a you know like a full physical checkup, like yada yada. What, I, what some fucking fear? I've been watching a lot of sci-fi lately. Like <laughs> sci-fi's don't have economies. I don't oh think. man, it's just too much. Like uh, like because that's the issue. Been watching that. Altered Carbon, which is really good, and like. Blade Runner and and just all this shit. And I'm going, man, guys, where's the like scan machine that you just step inside and it goes wow wow. And then you're like, oh, you've got cancer and you're 
right yeah. frontal lobe and you've got like but really bad ingrown that's the, toenails. That's the fake, that's the fake, uh, solution to the, I don't know if it's to a, the massive pr- amount of problems. That futuristic we solution is what you meant I to say. It's a fake solution. It, it, that's an, it's an, a, an unrealistic thing. N- the reason why is not because of that. The reason why is because, <laughs> is, it a, is it an unrealistic thing a hundred years ago to think that you would have all the information in the world? No, but it's an unrealistic pocket? thing now. <laughs> Yeah. And the, and everybody going in to get all these tests done is also unrealistic because going hand in hand with going in and getting tests is money. Whatever. What I was saying was, wouldn't that be cool? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but, the, but the other thing is that there's there's in, if you look at the United States, there's 300 million people in the United States. If you're trying to schedule the, them all in for a one day long fucking. No, not the same value. time. It would be throughout the year. Yeah, yeah, like but a rolling calendar. But yeah, thank you. Even so. But even so, you only have 365 days to do 300 million people. Yeah, maybe it's once every like three years. I don't know. You know? All right. We can I, we can work it, on it. And maybe not everybody has to go. Maybe just like people that are, are you know, feeling lousy. Feeling weird. But, you know, the the, the neat thing is um, per day they can do research and they can see if, if these types of tumors are showing up in blood tests through markers, right? So I'm part of a research uh, study now because if, if you're – if you're feeling like, you know, something's not right with your head, if you go get a blood test and there's a marker in there that says, oh, shit, you've got, you got a fucking tumor. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like then let's get numbers. rid of the lithium and all that stuff. Let's take a look at the tumor, go and take that tumor out and and see if it's uh, malignant or not. Mm. Right. If it's not, um, just get rid of the tumor and then we'll just we'll watch you from there. Instead of investing in all of this, going back to the doctor, back to the doctor, I don't, I still don't feel good. Now it's this, now it's this. When I was diagnosed, I had been suffering with a kidney infection for two months. Again, they say it's not related, but, but the kidney infection's gone now. Weird, yeah, right. You've got right, all, all these all weird, weird things, things going on. Um, more importantly, my daughter, right? So, so I have it now. It's not going anywhere. The you know, tumor. They, I, I have, yeah, I need to make sure now that my daughter doesn't have this tumor growing in her head right now. And if it is there, super, it won't be, it won't be malignant yet. Hopefully, uh, you know, if, it, if there's one in there, they can get rid of that very quickly and she can go on with her life. And that's really the, the point of, of whatever time I have left now. Is it hereditary? Well, they don't know. Okay. So, so it is, I, I would say it is, I'm because, because they're going down that path where usually where there's smoke, right, <laughs> you know, yeah, they're, right. they're saying, um, we think that this might be hereditary. I've spoken to a whole bunch of people like across the world that have these things um, where they've um, recounted to me the same type of experiences that I've had. So is it not simple enough for you to be like, hey, can, yes. you know, GP, can you yes. refer my daughter to get a C- yes. CT? Okay. And that's what I've done so far. But, you know, it's... um. It's people knowing that they have the ability to do that right. instead of waiting for a doctor to say, oh, hey, you know what? I think you should probably have a CT scan. Right. Let's get in front of this, right? Because doctors are really reactionary, right? Mm. They're not, they're not uh, planning a whole bunch of, of, of imaging for the patients that they have with the possibility that they might have something wrong with them. Only it, because yeah. we haven't right. reached the time yet in the future this is true. where we have this <laughs> yearly this thing that we show up for and, and they go, hey, we're going to give you all the scans. And so then is there a purge once they do the scan? Is <laughs> yeah. there anybody that's like yeah. really far gone? Yeah, just, like, we're oh, going to purge you now. Yeah, exactly. That's a balance as well because doctors are reactionary because, yeah. because people are reactionary, right. I would say, because if I don't 
if I don't go, if I feel something and then I don't go for the, to the doctor for six months and then the doctor has no choice but to be reactionary on my part because yeah. I wasn't proactive yeah. in getting blood work. Exactly. I also, blood, uh, but, um, I wanted to ask about your brain tumor because, um, I was just going to carry on what you were with what you're saying, but anyway, <laughs> because, yeah, you can interrupt me. That's fine. Because you, so you had your operation back in December or you found out you had it in December and it's since mm-hmm. been removed or biopsied removed, removed. Yeah. So, so really cool what they do. <laughs> so they, what they do is they, they cut your head from here to here. Yeah. They, uh, they peel your face down. Oh, yes. wow. Yeah, you're going to love this. Right. And so my brother says to me the night before I'm going in, he goes, oh, man, they're going to put fucking Nick Cage's face on you. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, they're they're going to no, make you a criminal. I'm Nick Cage, right? I want to take his so they, face So they pull it down off. and they, they cut a section out of your skull. Um, They go in and scoop out what they uh, – scoop pretty is, rudimentary. Scoop they they scoop it out yeah. <laughs> what they can and then um, – they close you back up. I'm going to go put that dog down. Just one second. Jared's <laughs> <laughs> been having some issues with that dog. They, um, then they direct radiation at it and chemotherapy, right. right? I've had amazing doctors. Like I went in, um, the reason I went in was because I had this like explosive headache. Uh, and I've had headaches, like sort of low grade headaches and, and high grade headaches for about 20 years. And just, they just said, you know, you got headaches, mm-hmm. right? So, um, Anyway, I went in to one of the hospitals and they did a CT scan and then they said, well, we'll put some dye in. And as soon as they said dye, I was like, oh, fuck, okay, well, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And they originally thought that I had a stroke. And I was like, okay, a stroke. I can, you know, Not people bad. have strokes all the time. Yeah. Then they said, well, it looks like your brain's still bleeding. Okay. So now what? Well, we'll transfer you over to the other hospital where neurology is. I was like, Okay. I went there. They did another CT scan. Then they started doing MRIs with all kinds of dyes. I was like, okay. And then you're like, shit. Then was, something's wrong. And um, then they thought that I had this thing called an AVM, which is um, a oh, malformation yes. of vessels. Oh, I thought that was the Adult Video uh, Media Awards. <laughs> the AVMs. Have you ever been? Ever watched? I haven't been, but I've seen highlights. Huge. <laughs> uh, so then that wasn't it. Uh, they didn't. That they realized that that wasn't it, and then they had the neurosurgery team look at me and they said, no, you've got, um, that was neat the way they talk. You have mm-hmm. a lesion on your brain. And I said, okay, cause I'm thinking lesion. It must be like a bruise. Maybe mm-hmm. I whacked my head or something. And then he said, no, it's like a tumor. And I was like, well, is it a tumor or is it like a tumor? What, is there yeah. a difference between the two things? It's like a tumor. And it's like a tumor. <laughs> So he said, no, it's a tumor. So, um, yeah. okay. no, sorry. That like, <laughs> that like, is just a, sorry. It's a verbal thing that I'm trying to get rid of. It's yeah. actually, I've been communicating uh, with teenage girls. I've got no, yeah. I, was, and... uh, I was in the hospital and it was like pitch black. And I, again, I don't, did I have a stroke? Is it AVM? Is my bleeding? What's going on? And it's dark. And I see this figure coming towards me and all I hear is, my name's Omar. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. From the wire? The wire. That's what I was like. What the fuck? Are you going to shotgun me in the chest right <laughs> now, Omar? In a big black trench coat. So, it was, yeah, like a bag of money. Yeah, he comes in and I'm like, okay, hey, Omar. And that's when he told me I had the lesion. I started talking to him. And then they said, so we're just going to we're gonna take it out. Oh, so this wasn't a hallucination. It's like, I'm not no, actually real. your doctor. Oh, okay. It was real. I mean, okay. the way, the way because I had a pretty bad headache at the sure. time. And you can't and see there's out of like one this eye. Aura. I can't see out of one <laughs> yeah. eye. There's an aura around him. And he's like, Omar. And I was like, oh, my God. God. So um, anyway, they said, yeah, we're going to take it out. And uh, so I said, okay. And they said, we're going to let you go for the weekend so you can get your affairs in order. And then I was like, oh. Oh, affairs. Uh, oh, <laughs> all right. Well, I'll go and do that. So well, I did that. What the fuck does that mean? You're like, actually, I'm well, married. I needed, like, I needed a will. Death? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, Whoa. You're, you're a fair. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, go. Yeah, so to be Whoa. clear, the median life expectancy for somebody that has what I have. An anaplastic cytoma. An, yeah, grade three anaplastic astrocytoma. Is uh, the median life expectancy is two to three years with um, surgery, uh, radiation, and chemo. And this is what our friend Matt Amiot had, right? Right. Okay. So is there like no, there's like, are you going into this? And then as soon as they're like, this is a malignant tumor, they're like, they didn't know it was malignant at the, at that point. But at the time that they do, are they like, there's no, you you will, you will die in like, no, no, no. There, the, because of the surgery I was having, there's a possibility that you're not going to make it through the surgery. Right. Right. Uh, That's why I needed to get my affairs in order. You're having brain, uh, brain surgery. What what did you do? Can I ask? Like what, like when, when they, so they say, go get your affairs in order. Mm -hmm. What did you do? A, I have a family member who um, works uh, as a paralegal. So I was able, it was a Friday, I was able to get her to um, do a will and um, power of attorney and executor over the weekend <laughs> so that when I went back in on Monday for the surgery, <clears throat> I had all those papers together. Is it a lot of paperwork? It is. It's a, it's a substantial amount of paperwork, Ooh. yeah. And it was more about the, um, because I'm a single mother and, and, when I say single mother, what I mean by that is the father is not there mm. at all. Um, so I had to figure out, you know, what am I going to do with my daughter? Mm. Or, sorry, it's, where's the best place for my daughter mm. right. um, if I'm not here? So I had to figure that stuff out. So it was... Um, and was that a hard decision? It wasn't a hard decision, but it was, it was, a, it was a heartbreaking decision. Yeah. Um, I imagine it would be pretty bizarre to well, write yeah. that down, to be like, okay, well, when I'm dead... So and so and so and so are now, her, right? You know, caretakers. And it was, and it was also because um, my daughter is she's a very smart kid, um, which is great most of the time. But in a situation like this, you can't really uh, soften the blow for a kid like that. How old is she? She's eleven. She's okay. almost twelve, but she like, she knows. Right? Was there right. discussion with her about like? Yes, she hey, has so... been involved in this. Like when my doctor came in for the surgery, she, my daughter's name is Rory. She sat there and listened to the doctor explain what they Whoa. were going to do, you know. And she and you know she's she's a pretty awesome kid. Like she mm-hmm. <laughs> she likes to do. Uh, she watches Artzuka. You said so. She, we so know she she's has awesome. built on the Artzuka aspect of things and turned it into more of a. I am. I think she's going to do special effects for horror movies. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, like it's fucked up. The stuff Your she does. The coolest. <laughs> she really is super cool. Has she ever watched that show on FX? Uh, or it, it was it? Is it on FX? No, it's on Sci-Fi, and it's like basically the, um, uh, it's like America's Next Top Model, but instead of that, it's the same formula where it's like a bunch mm-hmm. of models competing to be the ultimate model. Yeah. But instead of that, it's a bunch of special effects um, artists competing to win like the best special oh. fx we haven't watched it but it's we're gonna have to check it out cool show it, like i i really don't enjoy that type of reality television mm. but that show mm. is so rad and if she's into that oh she loves oh it. my god she'll love yeah. it i'll find the name of it and, she and um you know. she'll take molding clay and she'll take all of her little toys and turn them into like characters from the walking dead like when oh glenn, my god, when glenn so... got his eye smashed out with a bat she made a poppy eye guy <laughs> like it was it was ridiculously good but disturbing at the same time <laughs> yeah, i'm making sure that they hang out <laughs> well you can just do your Arzuka stuff and that's, yeah, what yeah, that's, that's right. Right. i have you to blame for this anyway yeah. uh, um 
but yeah, you know, she's, she's, she's been completely involved in that. And, um, you know, the night before the surgery, she came in and we made a lot of notes so that I would remember what I like and what I don't like. Um, yeah. Because you might possibly forget. Well, you could forget, right? And there's certain things like, I don't mind forgetting (laughs) grudges and stuff like that. I didn't write down any of my old grudges. That'd be kind of cool. But I certainly wrote down, you know, certain music that I don't like. In case Ooh. someone tried to fuck with me after the surgery, like my brothers like to do. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, you love polka. No, it was like, Nickelback. I this do. one was Nickelback, <laughs> right. right? It was on my phone. <laughs> right? I was like, I, anyway, we wrote stuff like that down. So she, she was busy making sure that I remembered the important things um, and helping me to let go of some of the things that don't really matter anymore mm-hmm. in life, right? Well, did you, did you had the surgery? And I remembered everything. Everything. So, yeah. I think (laughs) what is your what's your like as soon as you said that you were going in and there's the chance that you might not go through or you're not might not make it through surgery like there's Mm -hmm. that whatever that percentage chance is. I'm just thinking of like every it reminds me of like every war movie I've ever seen where they're like I'm going to war Mm -hmm. and I don't know if I'm going to I might come out on the other side victorious. I might come out on the other side broken and battered i might right. not come out at all nobody right. wins in war taylor and what is thanks brian <laughs> and what what is your what is your attitude towards entering in that day is there like a state of anxiety is there like a state of strange calm what's kind of going through your head in terms of the i don't know um i i um when i before i went into surgery well <laughs> I I think people think really weird things in situations like that that you wouldn't expect them to think. So mm-hmm. for me, um, when they come in to prep you for surgery, they draw on you. But you don't know what they're drawing and you don't know why and anything like that. So they came in, they drew a circle on my face right here and they had like initials and stuff in there. And then they drew something on my hand. And I was like, what the fuck? Are you guys connecting me somehow? What's and all I could think about was the human centipede. You guys see that movie, Human Centipede? And <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So that made me anxious that I was gonna come out as like the middle centipede. segment or something With like that. Something really awesome. Like something really awful, right? And um They're like, this is the yeah. surgery was a success. <laughs> no, but so and like- also we figured you'd be really into having your right hand sewed to your right so eye. Here. Because you can't see out of that eye anyway. Right. And so it's just gonna look like you're constantly about to faint. You know, like you're doing that, you know. Nobody's gonna ask you about the scar on your head at all. Yeah, They're gonna yeah. wonder why your hand is fucking stuck here it. like this. Super inconspicuous. So I when I get down there, they leave you outside the operating room and you're kind of there by yourself. And uh, the best people in the operating room are the anesthesiologists. Mm. The best friggin' senses of humor ever. Like when you're talking to them, because I said to the guy who's talking to me. Because they're high on laughing gas. Is that what it is? Is that? Oh, yeah. They're They're all doing it. (laughs) So I'm laying there and I go, I got to ask you a question. What's going on with the writing? Are you guys attaching me? And he burst out laughing and he goes, yeah, I guess that would be kind of scary, eh? (laughs) And then he told me it's because they drape things and they make sure they're working on the right side of the print. And I'm like, is that... Does that happen that, that you cut happen. into other people's yep. like the wrong Isn't side of their crazy? head and shit? Yeah. That's why did they ask you? Did they say, Can you tell us 
which side of yeah. your head we are working on today? Like, did yeah. they ask you that question? You're like, they the right it, side. Like, why, yeah. why would you ask me? All the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, the question, the que- <laughs> like, over and over and over, you should just have it on loop somewhere because yeah. they keep asking the same question. What if questions? you just fucked with them and you were like, the left side, just left to, like, see if they know? Like, did <laughs> yeah. they really trust you? Or? I remember they asked me that. I wasn't whenever. in that jokey of a mood at that point. <laughs> <laughs> shattered my collarbone and I was about to go under for surgery because they're going to reset my collarbone. Yeah. And they were like, uh, are. Uh, can you tell us which side of the collarbone we're, we're doing surgery on? I was like, can you not fucking tell, dude? Like, yeah. the bone is almost <laughs> sticking out of my skin. And they're like, no, we just mm. need you to say it so that oh my we, God. you know, it, we're not liable. <laughs> yeah. well, and, then, and then as soon as you come out, when you when you come out of the surgery, they start asking you the same questions over again, right? I was like, oh, my God. Did I, was I even fucking asleep? Yeah. They're like, we didn't yeah. do it yet. We're, we just put you under for a little bit. You're back up now. What side so are we doing? I, so I didn't feel, I didn't feel, I don't think I felt like I wasn't going to come out of the surgery. Um, I was concerned that I was going to be scrambled. I was very concerned that, you know, they're going to hit something. I'm not going to be able to walk. I'm not going to be able to talk. I'm not going to be able to do any of those things. So to me, it was really important that I talked to um, my decision maker to say, hey, <laughs> any of this happens, you're pulling the plug. Mm-hmm. I'm not. This I, this is not the way I want. To what degree, to go. if you don't mind me asking, like what's the what's your cutoff? Point? If I can't, like if I couldn't function, if I if I didn't have any, if I didn't um, have my motor skills, mm-hmm. um, if you were veg, yeah. If I, you know what, if I was veg, fuck, turn me off mm-hmm. um, for a lot of different reasons, but mainly, I feel like uh, to have my daughter live the rest of her life. With that type of burden, yeah. no fucking way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Um, I hear that. And she wouldn't, you know, as she got older in life, you know, <laughs> she wouldn't want to make a decision on that herself. And I don't want mm-hmm. her to ever have to make that type of decision. She's too young and, and those types of things. So Although you would have been the ultimate model for her VFX you know, you just, you don't move, oh, you just lay there, yeah. she can fucking do whatever she wants. No, no, now she's writing songs. She'll say to me now, she'll go, hey, mommy, uh, before you go, like I'm going on a trip, um, can you tell me all those things you told me you were going to tell me when I got older? And I'm like, yeah, some of them, not all of them, though, because <laughs> you've seen some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, those types of things. I didn't think I was going to die, but I, I didn't think I was going to come back out of it the same as I was. Um, So I was so pleasantly surprised when I remembered stuff. And when you didn't have bipolar anymore. Well, I don't know, (laughs) right? I haven't, I feel manic sometimes, right? right? I think maybe the CBD is kind of um, taking care of that. Or bipolar is such a fun disease, right? Because it's the way that they base it. It's like, if you've had this many manic episodes, if you've had this many hypomanic episodes, if, Mm -hmm. you know... There's no science to this right. with bipolar. It's mm-hmm. you're acting weird um, and it could be really serious. It, you could affect other people by the way you're acting. I mean, I've had blackouts. I, you know, I had a time when I was out and I drank some wine and um, and I think I was taking clonazepam for anxiety. And the person that I was dating at the time, uh, you know, I tried to jump out of their vehicle on the bridge. Whoa. Um, when they got off the bridge and they came around their, their car to help me, I when they opened the door, I clocked them right in the face, like hard too, right? Whoa. Is that because I'm bipolar? I don't know. 
maybe I'm just an angry person <laughs> or right. maybe the what, tumor, right? the tumor was pressing down on something mm. and that just made me want to hit somebody. Um, <clears throat> I haven't had any of those experiences lately over the past few years. So maybe I'm bipolar, maybe I'm not. Mm-hmm. What I do know for certain is that I've got brain cancer. Mm. Um, and so I can just let that bipolar mm. side of it go um, at this point and you know, if I end up with an episode, then I'll just document it and go, I guess the bipolar's back. Right. Yeah. Does I, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I, I've heard that sometimes when people go through something like this, like being diagnosed with, with brain cancer, they have this almost like philosophical yeah. change in life or, yeah. or they start to view things differently. Do you think that that could have anything to do with it? Or do you, do you find that you've been quote unquote changed at all? I, there's a whole bunch of um, there's a whole bunch of stuff happening. There's a whole lot of waiting, and I don't do well with waiting. I'm not a patient person. I, when I want something done, I want it to be done right then. I hear you. So um, because this to me has been dragging out now for a few months, like let's get out the radiation, let's just blast it now, so I can move on with this mm-hmm. um, and see where this is going to end up. There's there's um, there's a bunch of stuff that I want to do with my daughter. And in my life. Uh, and so I want to get on with that. So I find that I'm really um, geared up for that stuff. And I'm not really looking at any of the other things that I was doing in my life. Like I don't go to work every day now because <clears throat> I'm supposed to be doing radiation. Um, but that whole philosophical aspect of it, you know, now it's, I used to like my days when I could lay in bed and not do things, just relax for a little bit. I find now I'm jumping out of bed because I don't know. Is this the last day? Fuck, I better get up and do something with this day. I'm trying to dial that back now um, so that I can just have some sort of normalcy for me and my daughter and get back into some sort of a routine. Sick Boy Podcast will be right back after this word from our sponsors. Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now, what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You mentioned how there's, you know, a bunch of things that you really want to do with your daughter before you're you're gone. Mm. What are some of those things? Um, I want to, uh, well, I want to take my daughter to Lollapalooza, um, but I haven't seen the I haven't seen the, the whole lineup for this summer. Have you been? Yeah, no, I went when Soundgarten I, I, got back together in 2010. It was fucking amazing. Oh, amazing! So I, I want to take my girl, yeah. right? Because I was, I was there that year. Well, maybe we saw each other. 2011? Yeah, no, 2010. 2010, yeah. Right, we and went, then, and Soundgarden. I went, we that, I went 2010 and then we went again 2011. Right. That's who, so was, cool. who did 2011? Uh, 2011 was... Coldplay was there. There oh, was a bunch of... Lady Gaga. Uh, Dead Mouse was there. No, Lady Gaga was there, was there with Soundgarden. Oh, that was the year yeah, yeah. that I went then, yeah. yeah. Um, no, Lady Gaga wasn't there. The I don't remember then. much 2011. Yeah, it was a fuzzy time. Uh, that's so cool. Take your daughter to Lollapalooza. Yeah, my daughter's first per, uh, concert was Prince. Oh, when he whoa. was here, she was like in kindergarten. I was right? there too. Oh yeah, Man, wow. We, we should just party in the same places. <laughs> um, yeah, like I want to take her. 
I say Lollapalooza just because it's a big festival. Yeah. Uh, what I do want, I want to take her to a festival that is something that she wants to see. My daughter, like my dog's name is Bowie. She named my dog after David Bowie because he's going to patch Whoa. over one eye. Uh, uh. She's she's. She's a musical person. And Who's her I th- favorite musical guest or musical uh, act? Um, well, she loves Bowie. Like her room is covered in Bowie. I don't think Bowie. you can see Bowie anymore. No, you can't. Yeah. Well, he's, can't. I mean, they're, working on the ho- they're working on the hologram. And that's like, that's sure, true, we can put true, him true. and Prince yeah. together and yeah. Yeah. that'd be awesome. I like the Tupac uh, hologram. That was cool. Yeah. She, she, um, that was amateur stuff compared to what they're coming likes, up with now. She likes a uh, like pop singer. Like She likes Pink and, and um, she loves Elton John. Um, oh, that'd who, be a cool who show. Doesn't I know, right? Have you, have you heard about the Sick Boy Wish Fund? Uh, yeah. Shameless little plug yeah. here. Yeah. But uh, you should definitely apply. Okay. A hundred percent. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And we're, not, home, and we're not going to yeah. pick, apply. so like we don't yeah. have any bias. We have no bias, so we we we're putting together a committee to make the selection. Awesome. But. Put in a nice little heartwarming. Yeah, I will because we want to. We want to backpack across um, Europe as well. So I'm 47. You know, I'm divorced, um, and I never backpacked across Europe. Mm. Um, my ex husband never wanted to do it, which is awesome now when I think back on it because now I get to enjoy that with my best friend, who's my daughter, mm. right? And it'll be an excellent time to just go and you know we want to go to Ireland, go to Greece. Uh, she wants to go to Paris and and all of those types of places, and. Um, a lot of traveling. That's the other reason I don't want to do chemotherapy, right? right? So once I get past the radiation, the six weeks, I can go do stuff, right? Because yeah. I'm not on chemo this, this <laughs> chemotherapy. I can just go and and um, <clears throat> it'll be summertime and she can have a blast, mm. right? And she can learn some really valuable life skills in other countries because as North Americans, um, we always we don't always see the way the world is. Mm. And I spent you know, a month in India for work one time. And it was fucking amazing to me that I walked in there with my attitude of, you know, I'm smart and you are going to do things the way I want them done. And I walked out of there so humbled. Um, and this, the kind of experience I want my daughter to see. Yeah. There are other things in life. Oh yeah. Um, that's amazing. Where were you in India? I was in Bangalore and Cochin. Cool. Yeah. It I was through Bangalore a couple years ago. What were you doing yeah. for work? Um, I was an operations manager for a company that did, um, backend processing for the banks in Canada and the U S. So I offshored a whole bunch of work that was costing us a lot of money to do over here, sent it over there. And then sort it's more of a, you know, you can send work anywhere you want in the world, but if you're not a really good relationship manager Mm. and if you're not willing to, um, recognize that there are different, uh, there are differences in cultural communication and those types of things. Um, you're going to fail yeah, miserably. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met, Oh man, the people I met over there were just amazing, but really if, super smart people and just kind. There's just kind. a, there's a movie that literally documents. Yeah. Have you seen this movie? Yeah, where the, the, fo- the call center one. Yeah. Or, the call yeah. center movie. This yeah. guy goes over to India. He's like, he d- goes in there with this, like, Oh man, I was the worst. Like this and that. <laughs> He yeah. goes in and then he ends up, you know, meeting this girl. What's it called? I can't remember. I now. saw it. I watched it in India. The uh, the um, Indians that we were staying with, they played it for us, and, and I was he, almost like, like, hmm. He falls yeah, in love. Yeah, I mean, it's really, just an amazing <laughs> yeah. community too. Slumdog Millionaire. No, no, <laughs> no. That's just like a world perspective. <laughs> a world perspective change. But, but you know what? I <laughs> love the thing that I love about that message is that it's it's not even applicable when you're working with people from overseas like it's applicable in our communities here like the acceptance of others and the different cultural understandings of not just like 
not like global cultures, but like community cultures, like the the way that people do things differently in in any city from the way that they, you know, whether they grew up in poverty or grew yeah. up in an upper middle class home, um, the ways that we can better work together as as one at home, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's, you know, the beauty of traveling. I, I think it is too. And, and it's it's important to, you know, for kids to learn to be kind um, and to learn that there, there are other... Um, views uh and there are different demographics as well and it's exactly to your point right you don't have to go to india to learn how to be a kind person no uh you yeah. can step outside of your demographic and have conversations with people that maybe are a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. um have really uncomfortable conversations and make sure you're having them with your kids a lot as well um you know with 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 rory this was an incredibly uncomfortable few months um because you want to protect your kids from stuff but at the same time when you hide things from people especially kids it it leads them to believe that something's really wrong mm-hmm. and something is really wrong, but she needs to be able to deal with that the way she wants to. She's, she's a person, she's not an extension of me and to keep treating kids like they're an extension of you. It's a disservice to them. Um, so right. those are the kinds of things that I want. I want her to become an individual more than she is and to explore things with me at a safe distance and, and be able to do that and be able to, I want to be able to leave the planet knowing that she's a kind person and she has the tools to deal with anything that happens in her life, whether it's good or bad, right? So I could do that here. I could do it in India. I could do it at Lollapalooza. I fucking do yeah, it anyway, yeah. right? The important thing yeah. is that uh, by not doing chemotherapy, I have an opportunity to do that, and I'm able to give that gift to her. Right. Um, and I think Ooh. that's one of the things, right? Like if I had just been plowing along and I didn't realize that I had brain cancer, I would keep raising her the way I was, which was great. She's a fucking awesome kid. I'm a great mother, but adding this to it, it puts a spin on it that says, you know what? Some of this stuff is really not that important. Here's some of the things that are really important. How do you cope with life? What are your life skills? Because at 11, her life skills are significantly different than what they're going to be when she's 15. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might not be here when she's 15. Mm-hmm. So I got to get her there, <clears throat> right? Or at least be able to um, create a platform for her to start building that toolkit. Right. right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot to be said, I think, about how we communicate with children in terms of, in in terms of illness and death and all these things. And, you know, there's, there's, it seems like it's more, it's too prevalent that the idea of death with kids is something that you just, you know, sweep into the, shove into the closet. Don't, don't take it out. Don't look at it. Don't talk about it. Um, and it sounds to me like you and your daughter have a, like you're going about this in a really healthy way that is going to, grow her in such a magnificent way instead of what we often think of as a negative in terms of having that communication with children. It sounds like you guys have something really special there. Mm. I think we do. And I, you know, that's what she'll say to me now before you go. That's one of her things now that she starts with. Like Mm -hmm. she comes running into my room (laughs) the other day. Mommy, I woke up in the middle of the night. I didn't sleep well. And I was like, what's going on? And she goes, I woke up and I, I started writing a song for you. And I thought, oh, fuck, I can't hear it. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm dying. <laughs> this is still shitty for me. Um, and I don't think I'm in a place right now where I can hear you sing a song that you're writing to me that's going to be like fucking postmortem. So yeah. um, she sort of went away and she's she's working on that. But uh, th- that's kind of where she is right now. And, mm. you know, she <laughs> is how she's dealing with stuff. Mm. And I have to let her deal with things that way. You know, and sometimes people are saying, well, maybe you're giving her too much information. 
the fuck? I, I think, think so. I'm giving her just yeah. enough information. Yeah, it sounds yeah. really healthy. Did, from, did you, from you know what? She's got the internet. Yeah. Fuck, if yeah. I don't yeah. tell her, she's just going to yeah. go on and find some really weird yeah. like uh, uh, research paper that's not peer-reviewed, and yeah. it'll just it's be like some kind of garbage, she's, right? She's, you know, A, she's 11. 11-year-olds aren't fucking dumb. Right. She's, uh, on top of that, she's a smart 11-year-old. You know, it's like, don't. Don't keep that stuff from your kids, for the love of God. As hard as it may be to not keep it from them. Right. Mm -hmm. And in order for her to advocate for herself. So, you know, one of the things she said to me, she goes, uh, (laughs) well, mommy, I have a lazy eye. And I was like, oh, fuck, yep. (laughs) Let's get you in for the scan, right? And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, people are kind of like, well, maybe, you know, you shouldn't be talking to her about that. Well, fuck, she, hey, you know what? If she has a lazy eye and she's making that connection... Then who am I to say, you know, we're not going to get you in for a scan? Yeah. Because that will just manifest itself in anxiety for totally. her. Totally. Oh my yeah. God, a fear. Right? Yeah. A fear. And what's it going to manifest in if by doing what you're doing? Right. Maybe manifest as like someone who advocates for themselves and their health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Advocates, you know, it, someone who just, just, is proactive about taking care of things when right. situations arise. Right. And as opposed she, to being passive mm-hmm. and sitting back and, and when yeah. she goes for her scan and it comes back with nothing, then she'll be able to just move along yeah. and she can stop thinking about that. Mm. But those types of things, when they're sitting in a little kid's mind, even when they're not thinking about it, they're thinking about it. It mm-hmm. reminds me of like an almost an anti-Black Mirror, like that episode in the new season where yeah. the, where she has the chip. It's like... Archangel, yeah. where she's yeah. watching yeah. her daughter. Yeah. 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 Like when they... When, oh, when that's a, the, that was the creepiest was the one. Worst. It was so yeah. bad. Especially probably ah, in your shoes of somebody with man. a <laughs> Yeah. Like with that the, was the worst. like when when the when the thing comes up and it's like stressor stressor yeah. things that blurs yeah. out yeah, and yeah. Like, oh I just don't know what that is okay whatever man when like, she was beating the shit out of her mom I, oh for God. a second I went oh come on and then I went oh no you know I I kind of get why you're doing that you no know, I, I would but it. I was like oh come on to the producers of Black Mirror that made us watch that I'm like oh this is so Dude, intense it was so I love Black Mirror so uh, much crazy so dark one one of the things <laughs> I was gonna yeah. Uncomfortable, Charmaine was um, super uncomfortable. What was it like uh, trying to have those conversations, like the first conversations with your daughter? Do you was there ever a feeling that you thought about not having them? Or oh yeah, God yeah, it was um, because you're dealing with it from your own from your own like you're still a person, right? Absolutely. Um, And and somebody gives you that kind of news, I was like, oh fuck, okay. There are things that you want to do as an individual in your life and you know, oh, fuck, I'm not getting to do them now. Um, and then you, what takes over is, holy shit, I've, I have a kid that is my life. So how do I navigate this and still um, keep us whole for the amount of time that I'm here um, and make this okay for her? How do I make this okay for her? Um, and the only way that I could make it okay for her is to just be real. And, and, you know, be exactly who I was prior to that happening. Right. Because I think that some parents might think that the only way to make it okay for them is to protect them right. by not telling them, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I, I thought, fuck what? Maybe I won't tell her. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's no polishing this turd. It's Ooh. fucking, <laughs> I've got a big scar along my head. Yeah. Um, and so there, it, you know, it's, it always had to be about telling her, but then it's, it's more of the information sharing because the brain is such a, 
when you go to look up information on the brain, it's confusing to even see how many different types of tumors you can have mm-hmm. in your brain. What's mm-hmm. malignant, what's benign, what there's grades and, and the grades are really about how quickly does it grow. It doesn't have to be cancerous mm-hmm. uh, for it to be a grade three. Um, it's just means it's going to grow fast and whether it's cancerous or not, if it grabs, you know, something that's controlling your heart, you're fucked. Mm -hmm. Right. When choosing to tell her the things that you've decided to tell her, Mm. was that all on you or were you using any sort of reference or speaking to anyone or all gut, just all from, from the heart, all gut and heart at this point. It's, um, because every kid's different. Mm. Um, and yeah. you know, I, you know, I went and took a look at some of the, what are some of the guidelines, some of the suggestions and, and, and it's not just with kids, it's with any delivering the message to anybody. I haven't done a great mess, a great job delivering the message to a lot of people. I'm very blunt. Um, you know, when people are so, you know, everything's okay. And it's like, well, the tumor's gone. Uh, this is going to take my life. You know, my, my surgeon, when I went in to get my diagnosis, she was very clear <clears throat> and I had my younger brother with me in case I missed anything, uh, you know, we we're talking and she said, you know, this is going to end your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if it's not a bus or, you know, yeah. a heroin overdose or yeah. something like that, <laughs> this is going well, to end your life. Crazy. Well, blues, <laughs> yeah. um, but, but, um, they don't know when yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So. So they're just saying they took the tumor out, but the tu- there will be another one that grows. Or... So there's still some of the original tumor left because they just couldn't take they it. They just all. couldn't get it all, um, and so that's what I'm hoping the radiation is going to stop it. Um, and it then there could it could diffuse into another area of my brain. So that's that's what I have. Um, these <clears throat> astrocyte cells. They are the ones that um, mutate. There's a genetic mm. mutation in them, and they could be in my in my spinal cord next time. Mm-hmm. It could just show up anywhere. There's no predicting it. Um, you, you can't even you know map it to say, well, we think it might show up over here next time, right? It's it's a whack a mole. And once I go through this round of radiation, I'll go in for another baseline scan, and they'll say, you know, we've we've held it at bay, or the radiation's not working at all. Right. Mm. So for the rest of the time that I have, I just have to keep going back for scans. Mm-hmm. So there's every so often just to yeah, check like every six it. months, every year, whatever it happens to be. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> and those are the conversations that I've had with my daughter at this yeah. point. You yeah. know, this is not going away. And, you know, she said to me <laughs> when I came out of the surgery, she goes, she looks at me and she goes, you know, mom, I know you got that taken out, but you could still be bipolar. Yes, and so then i looked at her and i said well you know if i'm bipolar you're probably bipolar too right anyway um yeah so i so i'm having those conversations with her but in the end uh if it's not something else that gets me it's going to be this mm. i'm almost 50 right mm. it's I think that what's happening in my brain and what happens in other people's brains where you have cells that are mutating, it's really, we have to control the population here at some point. And Mm. we keep fixing people. And that's great that we're fixing them. But we're running out of food, right? Like we're running out of all the stuff Mm -hmm. that we need to have on the planet. So, you know, is this the way now that we're, this is the way we're going to thin the herd. It's interesting that you have that perspective from somebody who's sick because I've had that perspective, but I'm not sick. 
Because I, when you, because <laughs> yeah. when you think that, then you go, but you know, when you, cause when you have that thought, you don't include yourself in that thought of right. thinning. Right. You, you include, but to go, but to a, go everybody else. Yeah. But to go, Oh, I'm one of the, I'm, I'm one, of the, one herd. of the herd that's being, you know, Hey, Elon Musk just shot a fucking Tesla to Mars. Sure. <laughs> he missed, but still, you know, you know it's we're, great. We're, that we can get them there, we're, but we're, who are the people that are going to sign up to go live there? Uh, me and you. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I plan to be gone Scientist. long before that. <laughs> <laughs> if that's my option, Mars or the Earth, Actors I don't know. And, well, it'll be like Mars. Well, it'll be like the the, the Nat Geo show. It'll be scientists and oh yeah, yeah. Well, it has to be. They're not going to send anybody dumb like us. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to send us dummies. <laughs> but maybe those, maybe but the first it. batch. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be those people that are. They need that someone are... to do the custodial work up there. What do you mean? We're going. And one <laughs> I'm janitor. Going. Yeah. <laughs> one janitor yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Sherman, um, what would you say your experience with um, your brain tumor uh, has? has taken away from you um you know what the worst part about it is well there's a couple of bad things about it but i think the worst part about it is the constant nausea like i can't stand feeling sick and i when i am sick when i feel like nauseous i don't want to do anything Mm. so and you know right down to enjoying time with my dog right my dog's unbearable if he doesn't go for a run um and it's based on the number of dogs you have in this house. I'm sure you can understand what it's like when your dog has become unbearable. Um, so it's taken that kind of enjoyment from those types of things. Mm. Um, and those are not I'm not Jeremy's. as strong as I was. No, they're not. They're, we're we're, we're, say, we're babysitting we're some do- dogs, but that's neither yeah. here nor there. I was going to say that they're for, here for the dog fight later that you're running. But, what? Uh, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Brian. Christ, Brian. Oh, my the God. No. I don't happening. want to be associated with this <laughs> yeah. podcast. Clearly, Big B would win. Is this Clearly. It's so unfair. <laughs> Taylor and I don't do it. <laughs> Jeremy don't. doing his dog fights. Um, so I think that it's, it's taken some enjoyment from the things that I used to really love to do. Um, I am... Um, I start, it, it's funny. So I, last January, not the one that just passed, the one before, after I'd come off the lithium um, and my muscles had sort of atrophied, I thought I really need to make a change in me physically and mentally to get back on track for, for me and my daughter. And I went and joined um, this ladies only CrossFit thing. And I thought, oh, fuck, okay, let's be fun. And it was brutal, right? Like all of my muscles had atrophied and it was it was the worst thing ever, but I stuck with it and learned how to eat properly and those types of things. And I think that the universe is on schedule, right? Because I would never have gone and joined something like that prior to that. Mm. But in the past year, I got so strong that when I was sick, I feel like if I hadn't been that strong, I would have been a hell of a lot sicker and a lot worse off. Like I may not have made it through the surgery that I had. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Um, and so the nausea and those types of things is taking away some of the strength that I built with that. So Mm. that's really, um, irritating to me. Um, Mm. so (laughs) I think that's what it's kind of what it's taken from me. What would you say it's given you? Um, it has given me, I think it's given me an opportunity to sort of leave the world better than I found it. I think that, um, I have an opportunity, even though I can't be cured. Um, you know, there's, there's a chance that there's some kids out there that maybe through research they uh, can do blood tests on them and there's markers and they'll be able to see this shit straight away. And some kids aren't going to have to go through, you know, feeling like they're mentally ill. They might not have to go through, um, you know, 
pains, aches and pains, depending on where these tumors end up in their head. Um, but for me, like right frontal lobe focused, I think that there's so much going on in terms of mental illness mm. and the way that people behave that wouldn't it be great if you could just get a blood test mm. and then they go, oh, okay, well, you're not mentally ill, but fuck, we better, <laughs> we better check your head out because mm-hmm. we think you might have one of these guys. Well, So I think that for me, mm. if you had asked me that <laughs> 10 years ago, I probably would have said, I'm really fucking pissed off that I'm going to die and this isn't fair. But at the point that I'm at in my life right now, I really just feel like we're at a point um, in our society where people like me can have a voice through folks like you and people can start talking about this a little bit more Mm -hmm. because I do find that people become very uncomfortable um, when Mm -hmm. they're talking to me. So, you know, like I said, I'm blunt. And when someone asks me a question, I give them an answer. It's just a factual answer. And I don't think about how it's going to affect them. Not because they're invested in me as a person, but maybe they had somebody that died from cancer and it triggers them. Right. So I haven't been great at, delivering my message in mm. a, I don't have a lot of empathy, I guess, mm. when I'm delivering the message. So, uh, but what it has given me is I think it's, it's going to give me an ability to do something that I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to do if I didn't get cancer. Right. Right. Um, specifically for my daughter. Mm-hmm. The, the last thing that I, I'm really curious about is, do you find that in this time where you're, you're kind of prepping, prepping to, to die, um, your focus that you've spent on trying to make the most of your time with your daughter and, you know, teach her as much as you can and, and give her these like foundational pillars of, of what you believe to be as a, a, a good human. Frankly, I agree with you. Do you think that your focus on, on that has made it easier for you to personally deal with the idea of death? I think it's distracting me from the idea of my death. I think it gives me a purpose, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't have to think about dying. Um, I, I mean, we're all going to die, right? It doesn't matter what it's going to be. Um, we just don't really think about it that much. So I don't, I don't think about it every day. When I go to bed at night, I think, Fuck, well, I don't know if I'm getting up tomorrow. Right. Um, and that's really the only time I let that enter my mind. So unless I'm joking around with Rory and she's being like, you know, bit of an ass talking <clears throat> about before you go this and before you go that, yeah. I, I'm not thinking about it a lot. Right. Like to me, I don't feel like I'm dying. Um, right. And if it took 47 years for this tumor to grow... Maybe it's going to be another 47 years before it grows somewhere else. And at that point, I'm probably going to be wishing for death, right? (laughs) So, um, you know, I I feel like I'm probably going to have a regular life expectancy uh, in terms of, you know, how at the age that people used to die. Because I'm not, you know, I'm not young. Right. (laughs) Let's say I'm 55 when I die. It seems kind of young in this day and age, but is it really that young? Mm. Like, really, why do we want to live much past there? Yeah, like how old is Cleopatra, right? That is a good chunk of time. I'm, I'm going to be tired, <laughs> I, I like feel. almost a, a wizard at that age in, in well, yeah. medieval times. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I could out, I could end up outliving a whole bunch of people. Um, and you know what? They just don't fucking know. Yeah. They just don't know. What I know is that there's not going to be a cure forthcoming anytime soon. So mm-hmm. what I need to do is, you know, start using some of the things that uh, not everybody's been using up to now. So CBD oil, that's a good, that's a good, uh, 
that's a good thing to start using. Chemotherapy, people use it, and that's great if it works for them and it, and it stops it from, from killing them straight away. Um, but the chemotherapy, in my mind, uh, the side effects are no good for me. Mm. Um, so let's use CBD. And, you know, I'm going to try to attach myself to sort of a research project. So the more I distract and dissociate from dying, <laughs> I think the more work I can do to advocate for other people. Right. And I think right now that distraction's good, right? Because mm-hmm. when you're dealing with your own with your own mortality, um, fuck, who knows what's gonna happen. Yeah, Every day absolutely. is a different day. Mm-hmm. If there's so, anything that I've learned from Jeremy, it's it's exactly that. Like uh, Yeah. I don't know how long I don't have a terminal illness, but oh. who knows how much longer I'll be. Well that for, you know. So. Of. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I you guess haven't you gone thought for the, the same scan. Thing until, yeah, the scan. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think I had one either. <laughs> yeah, the terminal uh, illness that we all have. Yeah. Life. Yeah. Right. That's it. Everyone's born with it. I'm. I'm gonna die too. And yeah. and I just don't have a medical life expectancy date because of any complications or Ooh. diseases or ailments or whatever. But I'm still gonna die when I'm <laughs> probably right. if I live to be old, probably eighty to a hundred. And that's it. Well, that's when I was 25. amount of time, Brian. <laughs> well, I'm not living that hard. <laughs> you, you die from anything, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You die from I'm, a hangnail, well, that's, bud. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I, if, if I don't, you know, get hit by a bus. Why do yeah. people always say bus? Like, a car is equally as bad to get hit by. I feel like because a bus is a big square uh, circle. No. I feel a like a, a, a bus is going to kill you. A car is just going to maim you. A, a bus, bus is a wall. Right? Yeah, a bus that's is a giant brick wall yeah. hitting you. Yeah. yeah, I would way rather get hit by a car. With a car, have you seen Jackie Chan movies? You can jump oh, over them you if you got run us. on them. Yeah, yeah. What about a what about a truck though? <laughs> truck is bad. No, that's bad. Truck's news. pretty much like a bus. Yeah, it's like it's a, a big small wall. bus. Yeah. But let me ask this question: Would you rather? So, if you had to get hit by something, are you going <laughs> for you death rather? or are you going for maiming? Like, what what is your preference Ooh. at this point? Um, I'm I'm like more of a maim type of guy. I'm just really? interested what? to see what no, it's like. No, like, no, oh, yeah. fucking Hit kill me, me. And, kill me, <laughs> and back up if you didn't yeah, finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, but what's yeah. the severity of the? Of I know, the, right? Like, That's what I said. A, well, such a what, what are you willing degree. to live with? Uh, well, I'd be li- I'd be willing to live with a lot with a lot of damage. I mean, if I couldn't, if I didn't have like, what if all of your internal organs were scrambled and every time you went to take a piss, it hurts so bad? Yeah, this is good. I like all this. of my internal mm-hmm. organs. Yeah, most of them, like the important ones. Like you can go without a spleen and yeah. an and appendix, you know, but like your kidney, your liver and shit like that. What do you? Let's say, let's even get let's more specific. Say. Okay. Let's say the train runs over your wrists from your wrists down to your feet. I like how it's oh. a train now. All you, well, from my wrists like, <laughs> by my side. Uh, no. Uh, uh, you know what? Let's say from your from your the middle of your yeah exactly like you're from out of the bottom of my rib cage down is so there's gone, nothing it's basically gone? yeah like you don't want well I mean but then you're but then you're getting into the question of of well you talk to somebody who uh, is yes, paralyzed from the waist absolutely. down and absolutely. then they would and like would they say kill me now but I think there's a Not difference between being paralyzed would. and Some actually having no. a, your body removed that's right like yeah. when right. you have nothing there and everything's just falling out the bottom. Right, but there'd be an operation. So I mean, to tell you the truth, stays in, right? To tell you the truth, Tay, you probably wouldn't live. <laughs> I don't so. know. I mean, <laughs> I, no, unless I someone's know. there straight away to get. We're thinking about the belt. hypothetical scenario where I am alive. How <laughs> yeah. about this one? How about this one? The train runs over you on your neck, oh, so Jesus. all you have left is your head. Is Would you head? do it? 
Oh yeah, dude. You know, I, I'd wait out for a uh, seriously. For a, for you'd a become cyborg. Max Headroom. I'd wait. I'd wait. I'd wait it out for a for a cyborg. You know what? For a I cyborg just, operation. I just want to add the fact that I I feel like there are a ton of people who live with like you know certain traumatic yep. um, outcomes. <clears throat> like they live after accidents like that's this. That's what I'm. And, that's and what I was totally saying. Happy and content. Absolutely. Would you have, would you want to go through the pain to get to there? versus dying i don't know you know what i think i think they become used to it right so so when you when you get diagnosed with an illness (laughs) they'll go well what did you have any indicators well now that you mention it uh you know this has been happening for 20 years and this it's like getting old like when you go from you know 50 to 90 shit starts to not work properly anymore or the way it did yeah plumbing leaks a bit i know i'm a real estate agent i know all about uh, yeah but there's but the the these aches and pains, like you get these nerve issues, right? Where you have like thoracic arteries cutting off circulation into certain parts of your body and it's awful. And how long do you want to go for that? Do you want to go 40 years with that getting progressively worse? I mean, mm. sure you might. God, I mean, no, I do yoga. It, well, <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm I like starting. To touch my toes. <laughs> oh my God damn. All that shit sounds awful. I just wanted to make it as, 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 uninvasive as possible with all the movement that you I learn do. to live with a lot but when you're sitting and you're healthy mm-hmm. you don't have a point of reference to how bad it could get yeah mm. i guess is the point totally right mm-hmm. like i never um like the headache that i had that brought me to my knees that took me into emergency i've had headaches all my life never mm-hmm. like that yeah. mm. And if somebody said to me, you're going to have two of those a day for the rest of your life. You'd be like, no, I don't, give me the- I don't feel yeah. like I want to do that. Yeah. Maybe for, you know, a little while uh, I can go ahead and do that. But for 50 years, no fucking way. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, that's not happening right now. So I'm. I, right. This is hypothetical. But if it, and then if it began to happen, then right. your perspective might change and right. shift, and you might go, "Well, you know what? Yeah. If it means living and doing this X Y Z, then I I think I could take this." But I think yeah. I want to live. Like I don't want it to just be. I want to exist. Right. Right. And yeah. and in Absolutely. terms of living, you know, is it? Um, I can't drive anymore because I might have this explosive headache. Is that living? Yeah, probably. I'll get someone to drive me around. Do I want to die in front of my daughter that way? No, mm-hmm. no, fuck, I don't want that to happen. But if you ask my daughter what she wants, she'd say, mm-hmm. I'd absolutely rather have my mother die in front of me than have her just go off on her own yeah. onto a fucking ice mm-hmm. flow, right? Yeah. yeah. God, yeah. this is a great, we're like, right, right <laughs> after, the, right after we finish this, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to have a, a, a three way. Yeah, we're doing a host is, episode. This is like perfect. It is. And you know what's really funny is some stuff that I want to show you guys is so perfect for, a follow up to it this. It looks like you were about to say so nasty. So nasty. <laughs> but nasty you know what? Bitch. You'll have to. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You'll have to stay tuned next week. Yeah. Well, <laughs> who knows? This might, this might come out before. Oh, yeah. uh, we, I don't know. Let's not guess. Um, <laughs> sure. I mean, this was fucking stellar. I'm so, fun. so yeah. glad yeah. that you took the time to come in here and be so blunt and mm. be so frank. Mm-hmm. And because that honestly, I, I, preach. I, yeah. And I like to say, I like to think that we are also are very blunt. You are. And we, we also <clears throat> appreciate that, um, bluntness. That, yeah. That, or that approach to, to speaking about this, this subject matter and to just to hear the way that you are, are navigating these, these very like muddy waters with your 11 year old daughter mm-hmm. is uh, there's something 
there's something very beautiful about that. Thank and you. so I commend you and I, I can't thank you enough for coming in and chatting with us. Thank mm. you guys. This mm-hmm. is excellent. And I, I, I think that you, your, your, um, the, the values that you have and the values that you're sharing with your daughter, I think are, are I'm totally <laughs> on board with them. And I think that it, the kindness thing really hits home with me because I, I don't think that there's anything more important that you can teach someone. Yeah. You're and making Brian want to have a kid. That's well, you've, you've now Brian, I can see it in his eyes. He's, he's got the baby fever. Kids are great. I mean, it, but, it, but I, I think it's important too to, to recognize that there's a difference between being kind and being nice. And, yeah, you know, in our sure. society, we tell kids to be nice, nice, nice. And, mm-hmm. you know, specifically when we're talking to little girls about being nice to people, mm-hmm. um, we're setting them up to be nice to everybody. Um, whereas there's a difference between kindness and niceness. Mm-hmm. You don't have to hang out and be friends with people. Um, but you're not allowed to be unkind to them intentionally. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the rule in, in, in our house. I love that. You can like who you want and you can hang out with who you want, but do not be unkind to other people because imagine how that would feel for you. Mm. Right. So wisdom. I was such a big bully when I was a kid that I have spent so much time apologizing to people for the things that I've done in my past. I did a couple shitty things. I was like a bit of a shit. Mm -hmm. Taylor was a huge, huge fucker. Just an absolute. I was more of a tormented, awful, awful, awful human. I was more of a handful for adults. But now he's great. Now he's great. I was more of a handful for adults, not for kids. Didn't you set a school on fire? No. Oh, wow. Yeah, didn't you? No, not. Was that Brian? No, it was Taylor, you but it was a Molotov on, cocktail at a school. Dude, wow. a brick wall was on fire briefly. <laughs> Set the school on fire. Uh, thank yeah. you all so much for listening. It's a finger <laughs> of speech. <laughs> that is it for this week. Uh, we we appreciate you. We we love your support. Um, and if you want to support us some more, uh, it would be amazing if you just took a second to hit the subscribe button on iTunes if you haven't already or subscribe on Google play or if I I think we're on Spotify. I don't really know how Spotify works, but check us out there Uh, and leave a rating and review anywhere. Facebook, mostly uh, iTunes because that's where it counts. But um, any of that stuff really helps. And there's other ways you can support us as well. Uh, Yeah. Head over on to patreon.com slash sick boy. You can contribute to our, to our, crowdfunding there. How do you spell and, uh, Patreon, Taylor? People have been wondering that. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot C-O-M slash S-I-C-K-B-O-Y. And... Who's wondering that? I don't think anybody's like, wondering that because everyone's smart, I think. Also, if you're ever wondering how to spell anything, <laughs> you literally just Google can it. try to text it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it, well, your phone will actually go... Mm, so you the people now, yes. now a funny a funny thing that happened over the over the weekend was we got a message from somebody who was like, "Yo, I'm I just she, this is the opening sentence of this message that we got, which I thought was hilarious." She goes, uh, "Hi, uh, this love, is an email? No, it's a Facebook message." She goes, oh. "I love your podcast. I'm on episode fifty six, and I'm pretty annoyed." So that was the opening sentence. I'm, I love your show. I'm really annoyed. Uh, you know what? Uh, and then I, I had, I'm going to uh, explain. I wrote. It. I wrote I know you wrote back, and it was insane what you wrote. So, <laughs> oh no, dude, I, he'll tell you after. It was hilarious, but that's that's too. She long was really ago. nice, and I okay, feel like Brian. I had a nice dialogue okay. with her. Okay, Brian. So she goes. I can't believe this is how we're ending this episode. So, so she sends this message. And she goes, "I'm I love your show. I'm on episode fifty six. Save I'm this annoyed. for the host episode." 
But now I want to hear what's this going is on. For, this yeah, is for, no, no, that's not fair. This is directly for Patreon. No, yeah. save it for the host episode. We'll, no, no, we'll I could die before that comes out. I want to know how to <laughs> okay, Yes, there you go. Sure. Okay, so she says, so she says, I love your podcast. I'm on episode 56 and I'm pretty annoyed. She says, you go on this rant about how you don't have any sponsors and blah, 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 blah. And then at the end, and but at the very start of the episode, you're like, thanks to HelloFresh and blah, 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 blah for, for like... Uh, get your 50% off code. So then Brian sends her a message back and, and is like, hey, uh, yeah, when we recorded that episode, we didn't have any sponsors, but now we do, and they've retroactively added they like, slot the, them in. the sound bites at yeah. the beginning of the episode. They slot them into our episodes from all the way to episode so one. It so sounded, I could have said in that two, those two sentences. So it sounded instead. like... So it, so it sounded like we were like, hey, guys, we don't have any sponsors. By the way, this is brought to you by Hello. Like, and then like listen off a bunch of sponsors. Which is she, why she was annoyed. Which Understandably. Is why she was, annoyed. was she annoyed sense. because she thought you were lying? Because she just thought you guys she were not we were that lying. bright? Yeah. No, I don't know if lying. She, she just thought like, oh, this is weird because they're complaining skeezy. that they don't have any sponsors. But yeah. they clearly do. You know. So. Any, anyway, what you can also do is go to uh, is go to our uh, our. Website. Wait, go hold to on. The Sick Wish. Go to the Sick Wish page and and nominate somebody or sickboypodcast.com slash wish. And you can either nominate yourself or sorry, you can apply for yourself or you can apply. Uh, you can nominate somebody else to uh, be granted a Sick Wish, which we have. We have money. The money for we've yeah. like raised the money. Yeah, which Not we're, quite. we're we're looking to raise more so we can exactly. so we can so we can give more. Uh, and give more than one wish potentially. So uh, right now, so um, please donate to that or apply. To and that. and so just the the funny thing that Taylor left out of that message that that girl sent oh, was she said she said you you were pitching your Patreon and then in brackets number one she spelled Patreon wrong and then in brackets <laughs> she read, wrote after that or however you spell it so. People don't know how to spell it, and they're not googling it. So now, Patreon.com is P-A-T-R-E-O-N, but if and she you can googled find it. it, she would have so, found it. Anyway, if she googled it with that spelling, ah, that's it, it. came up. Okay, so and uh, and all as always, I'm cutting it, all of this by by the way. Isn't there like so can't, doesn't yeah. it just populate anyway when you start to type it? That's not, that's what I'm saying in, in Google. It, like if you were to do it in Google, I mean I'm yeah. old. Brian, and the but excess I feel amount like, of information that you gave to her on that message uh-huh. is exactly what's happening right now. No, I'm just saying too I'm, much. I'm justifying to you guys because <laughs> I know Jerry's cutting it anyway. I'm so. cutting the whole thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and if, man, you take a beating, eh, bud? Oh yeah, always. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ, I, you take a fucking beating. And we though. also get I, that we message all, all the time too. We all take a beating. Oh, I, I don't bullshit. know. I think I listen to every episode, and I feel like Brian, Brian really does. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you do. Absolutely, you, I do. Yeah. Yes, I appreciate yeah. that you've said that because. All right, maybe I won't cut it out. Yeah, I know, well, I know that, but it. you do. Yeah, yeah you, you got it. You know, he takes but, it graciously. You know he, does, he takes it very graciously. If it were me, uh, oh my fuck! You know what though? <laughs> Woo, I, you guys. Hey. We wouldn't do it to somebody who could stand up for themselves. <laughs> and and hey, <laughs> I'm also no, I'm okay with it because I know I'm smarter than uh, both of them. I feel like you're more detail oriented <laughs> okay. than these guys. Absolutely. I think that's it's just it's just a communication barrier. That's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> sure. Uh, so anyway, uh, big thank you to Donovan Morgan for the sound design. Donovan Musk. Souls Morgan for the sound design on this episode. There we go. And uh, and also thanks to Take Part for the theme music. Take Part in this.bandcamp.com if you mm. want to listen to any of their other great songs. Uh, that is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.